and welcome back to Performer Talks. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about Performing Arts Mag. Performing Arts Mag is a completely free online magazine specifically designed to help performers and performing arts-based businesses. Performing Arts Mag provides engaging, relevant and insightful content on the industry from leading professionals in the business. And like I say, it's all completely free and there to help make our industry more accessible for everyone. To download any of our free monthly editions, just head to the link in our show notes. And don't forget to check out Performing Arts Mag's website to keep up to date with all the latest theatre, film and TV news. A massive thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget, if you love this episode, please leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. Let's get on with today's episode. Today, I'm delighted to be rejoined by the lovely Crystal Nichols, and she is a holistic health coach and a nutrition coach. And she came on the show two years ago, and I'm so glad that she's back because her information is so valuable. Thank you so much for giving up your time to come back on the show, Crystal. Thanks, Bethany, for having me again two years later. I can't believe it, but I'm happy to be here. I literally cannot believe it's been two years, but I'm so, so excited that you're back on the show. How have you been? I've been really good. It's been an interesting two years, lots of transitions from building my business a bit more, putting more content out there, but still also kind of having my foot still in the performing world. So it's been interesting trying to balance that. And first of all, I think we need to say a huge congratulations because you are expecting a beautiful baby very, very shortly. How has that been? Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's been a bit surreal. Um, Yeah, we're expecting a baby girl. So very excited about that. Ah. June 7th is the, you know, the due date, which doesn't actually, it doesn't actually make any sense because she can come at any time but the point (laughs) is we're really excited and it's been a journey in surrender (laughs) trying to let go of control and just seeing what happens well a huge congratulations and I'm sure you are going to have the best time being mum crystal um so how has the last two years been for you since we've last spoken what have you more been focusing on because you have been putting out loads more content about coaching and not just within the nutrition aspect but within the whole way that we think about being performers and people as well, going through life and navigating what is a very strange time still, even though we're, we're out of this pandemic life now, it's still a very strange kind of environment. We're still kind of testing the waters a little bit. How has it been for you and what kind of changes have you seen over the last few years? So what I've been seeing, because I've been talking to a lot of performers and working with one-on-one clients and just people in group sessions, but a lot of things that I've been seeing and hearing is that, one, a lot of people feel overwhelmed. So we've basically gone from the pandemic where we had loads of free time, or some of us had loads of spare time, depending on what we were doing. We could see our families more. We could get out in nature more, get some sun, you know, 
a lot of us were doing things like cooking a lot more. We had more time to prepare meals and just see friends and have time for ourselves. Like I heard, that's another thing I heard, like having a connection with ourselves. And all of a sudden we're going from that back into this environment where, you know, we're expected to be at the top of our game. We, we now don't have time to do those things that we were discovering, you know, things like cooking and preparing our meals and seeing our family and friends as often. Some people are going on tour. So imagine you're going from being able to be with your family for an extended period of time to now you're going away from your family and you don't know necessarily when you're going to be able to see them. You don't have as much time to get out in nature. So a lot of people have been feeling a bit overwhelmed with that transition and struggling to cope with it and the stress that comes with it. Absolutely. And I feel like there's almost a sense of, I know for me, it's like a sense of frustration of being like, especially because I only graduated in 2019. I had like six months of figuring out this industry and what it looks like, which isn't a lot of time when you're a graduate. Six months is nothing because you, you're just starting to learn about what needs to happen um yeah and then the industry closed down and now it's like well two years have gone what am I doing you know there's kind of that like I've had so much time on pause I need to hit the ground running now I need to be as busy as possible I need to be doing this I need to be doing this and that kind of is also overwhelming not only the like leaving the house having your job back going to different auditions meeting people not just that, but then it's like this pressure of being like, right, we've had the time to start, now it's time to go. Yeah, it's a lot of extra pressure that you wouldn't have had, you know, had the pandemic not happened. It's an added pressure of, well, we lost all this time, so now we have no time to waste. So how, how do you feel like you've been dealing with that pressure on top of, you know, all the auditions and all that stuff? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um so I think I have been being very proactive in terms of trying to schedule out time for different things. I'm really trying to analyze where I'm putting my time because my time seems so much more valuable now. Like I, I seem to feel like I always need an extra few hours in every day because I feel like the clocks are like consistently going back every day <laughs> and I feel like I'm like constantly on like catch-up mode so I'm being very diligent with how I spend my time and working at how many hours I need to designate to training and how many hours I need to designate to self-tapes or how many hours I need to designate to like my muggle jobs to be able to travel to all these jobs and do all these different things so it's been a very um peculiar time and that I've had to really think about how I want to spend my hours, which I've, I've never really done before. And I suppose as a self-employed person, before I kind of, when you leave, when I graduated, I kind of was like instantly, okay, I've got to get some money in because I've spent this time training yeah. and now I need to be able to pay my way. I need to be able to pay for rent and all these kind of things and be able to pay for going to auditions and things like that because that's now happening. Um, so immediately when I left, I kind of got straight stuck into work and then the pandemic happened. So I wasn't really designating enough time to my career. So now it's very much, I'm having to really throw myself into time management and working out how much time I can spend on each thing. So I feel as productive and I don't feel this pressure of being 
um, constantly on catch up. I feel like I can look back at my day and go, no, I did this today and I spent this time on this and I don't feel like I wasted any time. I don't know, there's such a feeling of like preciousness with time at the minute. Yeah, I, I completely get that because as performers, we have so many different hats to wear and so many, you know, you, you have to, you have all these auditions but then you have muggle jobs, as you said. We have, you know, to balance things like self-tapes and in-person auditions and taking classes and <laughs> like keeping up with skills but still having time for yourself and your loved ones. So the more you can structure your time, the more you can actually plan ahead, the more you have time for yourself if that makes sense yeah and I think that helps with the overwhelm yeah definitely I mean I feel like I when I was in the lockdown I look back and I kind of think I was still getting stuff done and I know my days were busy but it seemed more relaxed like there was just a feeling of calmness I think because me and Lewis were off at the same time together we spent a lot of time together and it's just me and my best friend and we were just kind of we were getting loads of stuff done, but there was like always someone there to make each other a cup of tea and have a little natter with while we did it. And it just felt really calm. And now it's like, okay, I've only got an hour before I go to work. He's gone to work and, you know, and you're trying to balance everything. So it has been overwhelming and I feel like I've not made as much. I have in terms of training, I've made more time for myself to be able to go to class, which has been so beneficial. But I feel like for me, I haven't been taking the time to make as nutritious meals and as kind of neglecting having some downtime each evening. Because I feel like I just get home, maybe watch something while I eat and then go to bed. I used to have like a half an hour to an hour of like no phones, sitting journaling, maybe having a bit of a read. And I really miss that. I think one way you can actually get that back is if you make a list of non-negotiables. So I I always say this to my clients. If you make a list of things that are non-negotiables, so if you really feel like, okay, I need 15 minutes of downtime every single day, then you'd add that to your list. Or if, if being able to have a nutritious meal is important to you, you would put that on the list. And so what happens is whenever you have your schedule, that goes on the schedule first and then everything else has to slot around it. So even if an audition comes up last minute, you could change the time of the non-negotiables, but don't take it off the list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that something else has to, something else has to compromise, but not your non-negotiables. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good way of thinking about it and kind of it's habit building, isn't it? I suppose in a way. Yeah, it's all about building those tiny habits and those tiny habits make a difference, they stack up. And another good way of building habits is if you tie your identity to that habit, you're more, you're more likely to follow through. So if you think of yourself, as, say you want to, I don't know, say you want to make a habit of making sure you get that 15 minutes of downtime every single day. If you say to yourself, I am a Zen person, right? <laughs> if you, I know it sounds silly, but if you make it your identity that that's the person you are, then you're more likely to follow through on that habit because you've changed your identity to match the habit and then you're more likely to follow through. That's, that's kind so of a interesting. trick you can use. Yeah, that's really interesting because I always say to myself, I'm such a stress head. 
So that probably doesn't help. <laughs> right. Like, if you say that you're, you know, if you say I'm a stress head, then you're not, you're not likely to follow through on the habit of having 15 minutes to yourself because it's not part of who you are. That's not what a stress head would do. Whereas if you say, you know, I'm a Zen person, I'm a monk, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do from now on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think that that might be a good option. Um, so as people may or may not be aware, you do some amazing recipes in our magazine each month. And your recipes have been amazing. And I have made time to make one or two. I need to make more. Um, the chocolate cookies happened um, because they're chocolate cookies. Um, but I would love for you to explain a little bit about, about your recipes and kind of share what you what you do in the magazine if they haven't read it because it's so valuable and I love it so please share what you do yes so I write for the performer fuel section of the magazine and I basically share recipes specifically for performers to make sure that they have enough energy and stamina and endurance so every time I make a recipe I always think okay what's the protein in this recipe? So it has to be high protein, high carb, just something that will give you energy. And I always make sure like the ingredients are, you know, like there's some antioxidants because that helps with your recovery. So I think about what's gonna help you, what's gonna give you energy, boost your endurance, your stamina, help you recover, but also be really easy to make and really delicious. <laughs> yeah. So everything is like under, usually within, you can make it within 15 minutes or so, depending yeah. on it, but they're all very simple, not many ingredients that you have to get. So they're really designed for performers who are busy, you know, that you can take these recipes with you to auditions or to long rehearsals to keep you energized and they're easy to make. So they slot in your schedule. They don't take up too much of your time. Yeah, and they they really are amazing. What I love is you break down the ingredients and let us know why they're beneficial and how they're gonna benefit us. Yeah, that's for me. That's really important, especially when I'm working with my clients. I never want someone to just follow a recipe or follow a meal plan and not know why they're doing it. I always want to educate as part of my coaching my job is to educate you as well so when I am breaking down these ingredients I really want you to learn like how to do it for yourself so if you wanted to make your own recipe I want you to be able to learn okay this is a high protein recipe and these ingredients have they're high in antioxidants like I want people to be able to learn how to really take care of their bodies and how to really eat the foods that are right for them and make them feel good and they're so like you say, they're so easy to make because I, everyone who knows me will know that I am not a chef. Um, I am not one known for their cooking ability. It's not one of my strengths. Um, but they're so easy. Like when I look at the recipes and when I follow them, it's so simple. You can't possibly get it wrong. Yet it's so quick and so easy. It's just so beneficial. I'm glad you said that because I feel like there's a misconception that eating healthy has to take a long time. Yeah. So I, what I used to hear from from clients before they started working with me, they would say, I just don't have time to eat healthy. Like I don't have time to cook. And it always baffles me because I just think 
but it doesn't have to take a long time. You can cook a really healthy, delicious meal in 15 minutes if you just learn how. If you just learn what your body needs and just learn how to put a few beneficial ingredients together. It's not about quantity, it's about the quality, right? So I always <laughs> I always get excited to teach people, look, like that's why I share my recipes on Instagram as well because I just want people to see that eating healthy doesn't need to be this extravagant, expensive, um, you know, long-winded thing. It can be really simple, really easy and tasty. And done on a performer budget as well, because obviously sometimes we're in and out of work, sometimes we're between contracts and you have to think about how you're going to be able to manage like your food shop sometimes, you know, um, because you've not always got the same consistent income. You don't know what you're going to make that month. So you have to be careful. But with your recipes, what's great is I don't have to go to Waitrose to try and find the ingredient that I need to make it happen. Like they're all really simple ingredients that you can get at Lidl, Aldi, Tesco, wherever you shop. And they're so accessible it's not an expensive feat making these recipes. Thank you for saying that because I do, I put a lot of effort into these recipes. So I'm glad that you appreciate them. Yeah, no, I absolutely love them. I think they're just something that I didn't know I needed until I had it. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, I completely understand that feeling. Yeah. Because that's how I felt when I first discovered the power of food. <laughs> <laughs> difference like when I was in training I didn't think about it so much about how I was kind of fueling my body because I was like oh, I don't have time to eat healthy things because I, I was in that mode as well and I'm not a chef so my selection of meals was already vastly limited to like pasta cheese and beans um but obviously that is not ideal so I I really struggled to understand what I needed to do and how. And I wish I'd had those recipes back then because now I don't feel anywhere near as fatigued as when I did before. Yeah, that's really good. And I I actually relate to that as well. And I'm coming from a place of I understand the other side because that's how I used to be as well. When, you know, I never learned it. We don't learn this in school. This is one of the problems. We don't learn it, Right. And I, I went through university, never learned how to fuel my body. I It was only when I got, so I've shared this two years ago when I was on your podcast before, but it was only when I got to my fourth year at Lion King and I was so burnt out that I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to do something for my health. I know I cannot carry on. And then that's when I started to learn all these things. And it made such a difference. It made my last two years in that show so much more enjoyable because I actually had energy I felt good in my body and it was just simple things that I feel like if I had learned this when I was training it would have made my entire career so much easier and I don't know why we don't learn this I just feel like it needs to change the, the entire culture I think behind like in training it needs to be more focused on health and I think it's a big aspect of what we're missing in this industry. Because if you look at athletes, I always compare this to athletes. If you look at professional athletes, they invest so much 
time, money, and energy <clears throat> into nutritionists and nutrition programs and coaches and psychologists <laughs> because they understand that their health makes such a difference to their performance. They know it. They, they've seen it. They experience it. It's drilled into them. You know, they have sports psychologists. They have nutritionists. They have all these, like, resources. And I don't understand why our industry isn't the same because our industry is so hard. Like, just as hard as professional sports with all the things that we have going on and all the things that we need to be able to thrive. I just don't understand why it's not looked into more and I absolutely agree because it's just not talked about not not just the nutrition side but health in general isn't spoken about at these training facilities and yet like you say with the athletes it's so different but we are the same in that we use our bodies as our tool that is our income that is our passion that is a huge part of who we are it's not just who we are because we try and have other things to keep us going as well but it's a huge part of us and if we lost that ability it would be detrimental to our health it would be detrimental to our mental health but it would also lose us potentially an entire income so it's so important that we get these things right and why they're not taught in training will continue to baffle me because if we need to learn it at any point it's there so we know how to have a long and stable career that we love and that we're happy doing because we're not feeling tired we're not feeling burnt out we're not feeling exhausted and yet it's not taught i yeah i really don't understand (laughs) me and crystal do not understand we need to get someone on it we need to. We need it to change right now. <laughs> we we are making a change. That's it. It's not yeah. happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and I think there are other aspects as well that that need to be discussed more in colleges because, like you say, there's no training on it at all. But not just from the nutrition side. Like, if you could go into a college tomorrow and be like, right, scrap what you've been learning, I'm here to teach, what would be some of the first things that you would look at that you feel are being neglected? That's a really good question. So definitely nutrition, how to fuel your body. And to me, that's the basis. That's the foundation of health because the bottom line is if you don't feel good, nothing else matters. Like, you don't feel good within yourself. (laughs) And you don't have any energy. Forget anything else. So, nutrition, and then definitely mental health needs to be another big thing that we focus on. How to, just simple things like how to reduce your stress. That is such a simple thing that, that we could be teaching in schools how to reduce your stress, how to cope with the stresses of auditioning and performing and creating. Um, Another simple thing is like how to reframe negative thoughts that come up. Like how do you, how do you engage with your thoughts and how can you reframe your thoughts in a curious way where you're not, you know, pushing down your thoughts because I don't believe in toxic positivity, but how can you engage with your thoughts so that you kind of learn, I'm not my thoughts. I can separate myself from these thoughts. I can question them so that they're not taking over my life and they're not running the show. Something as simple as that, right? 
and just resources on where can you turn to if you're feeling anxious and you can't cope or if you're feeling depressed and you need to speak to someone where can you turn to who can I speak to um so those are the main things that I would focus on also this is another thing of mine spiritual spirituality and for me spirituality is just a connection with yourself connection with others connection with the environment and a connection with whatever higher purpose or higher calling you know whatever you believe in but I strongly believe that allowing artists and performers to foster the relationship with themselves reminding people about the importance of just having quiet time like things like meditation, just really learning to tune into yourself as a human because, you know, I've been there as performers. We get so into like, I'm a performer. I just need to like, I need to brush up on my skills and get better, do my auditions, (laughs) like all these things. And we forget that we're human beings with human needs, right? Like we forget that we also need quiet time like every other human. We need time to get out in nature, like every other, like we are part of nature. We're not just these machines that are going from class to class, audition to audition, job to job. But I feel like we get into that rhythm. And I feel like a lot of schools encourage that. Like I feel like a lot of schools encourage us to think of ourselves as these machines that can just keep going instead of fostering that human side. And I feel like, if schools would just do a bit more to reinforce the fact that actually we are humans and that's what makes us amazing artists because how are we going to draw from and how are we going to create something if we're not part of the world if we're not participating (laughs) in life as a human being and making time for ourselves what are we going to where are we going to create from what place are we creating from yeah absolutely i literally couldn't say it any about myself like that's so important that we can relate to other humans and we are taught to be a performer rather than an artist like a human who performs and brings emotion and that is draining in itself like being able to like use whatever's going on in your life or completely leave it at the door so you can focus on your character's journey that is a very emotionally draining thing to do so if you haven't got all these things backed up of the training about your mental health and about your physical health and about how you can look after yourself so you feel good how are you going to be expected to do these things because that's really hard you're not a machine you can't just switch it on it's a very very tricky thing it's really difficult to kind of navigate and I think that like we say something needs to be done and it needs to be done in the training stage yeah because that's the foundation right and if we don't set that stage in training that's why you know we get to the professional we get to our professional life and we just think that that's normal we just accept it as okay I'm a machine I don't care what I eat I don't care how I think I don't care about my connection to myself I just the goal is to get on the West End stage or the film or whatever the goal is that we have in our minds. This is the goal. That's all I care about. I just need to focus on my training. You know, I just need to focus on making my skills better, you know, showing up as best as I can in auditions, even though I don't have any energy. <laughs> yeah. And that's, we just think it's normal that we think that, 
Oh, I feel burnt out. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And also, they teach us to be very self-aware. Like, I'm, and as performers, we are very self-aware in that we are often stood in front of mirrors in tight clothing. We go into these high-pressure environments where people are staring at us and not just judging us for what we can do, but what we look like, who we are. It's very hard to not compare yourself to the person next to you when you're constantly being compared. All these kind of thoughts that that happen, and like you said, like there's so many negative thoughts, especially with you being self-employed, you are your own boss. And if your business isn't working, then you kind of do have to reflect and think, okay, where can I where can I improve? What do I need to be doing to to take that next step and work towards that goal that we're always taught is so important, you know? And it, yet there's no kind of training into how you can have positive thoughts and when when you need to take a step away. There's no training on when you need to split it between like your business brain and your human brain and being okay with who you are and being at one with yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, there's even fear around having to step away because what I hear from a lot of people is, oh, but if if I step away from the industry, if I take a break, then I'll lose all my connections. And it's almost drilled into us that, oh, no, you can't stop. Because if you stop, then you're going to lose all your connections and you're going to lose your momentum. And it's everything, it's just, it's very fear driven. Yeah. And that is the problem because we're scared to, speak up for ourselves we're scared to admit when we're injured or we're in pain and we're scared to take a break that everything is fear driven and I feel like we're almost taught to turn off our instincts like our human instincts right I feel pain no I don't feel pain like (laughs) shut the instinct off like you know when you feel pain that is your brain telling you to stop right But what, how are we taught? We're taught just push through the pain. So we're taught to ignore the instinct that is naturally ingrained in us. Like that is, an, that is a human instinct that is telling you to stop. It's a built-in mechanism that's telling you it's time to stop doing what you're doing. But we're taught, no, ignore it, push through the pain. Like, <laughs> it's just so, it's just so counterintuitive. The, like, ignoring your instincts is counterintuitive. And that's, that's how we're trained, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think, I think performing arts schools have a responsibility to kind of look at the way they're training and assess as well. Because, you know, while some aspects are working well, there's some serious aspects that aren't and they know that they aren't. But at the minute, it's like, it's not a massive problem we're just not going to deal with that or they know it's a problem and it's still kind of turning a blind eye because some aspects are working whereas that's not what needs to happen yeah and I will say I feel like people are trying because I know that like right now in the industry there's a big focus on mental health yeah um but I feel like there's still a lot that can be done and I think the holistic side of things really needs to be focused on like it can't just like health isn't just mental health or it's not just physical health it needs to be the whole thing we need to be looking at how we're eating how we're thinking how we're being like it just the whole package needs to come together absolutely and like you say I think people are starting to to become aware and kind of 
realize that there's people out there that are coming to help and that are coming saying use me use my resources please like let me into your college to speak to your students because things need to happen I feel like it's gradually getting better but there's still a long way to go so they are doing things but I think in terms of momentum we've still got quite a quite a way to go yet but we're getting there (laughs) yeah definitely yeah amazing and crystal i would love for you to talk about your your program at the minute because you've got a new membership program and it's all extremely exciting and sounds like what every performer needs so please can you explain what the whole membership package is about okay so i'm trying to keep this as short as possible but my new membership is called the thriving artist club And this is meant to be a community of artists and performers who are committed to learning the tools necessary to take care of their physical, mental and spiritual health so they can finally thrive on and off stage. That's the gist of it. And, you know, I have focused it into three main areas that I feel are really beneficial for performers. So... One area I focus on is nutrition. So that's all about learning how to eat and hydrate to boost your energy, stamina and your endurance and have better recovery, how to make better food choices so that you feel energized every day, but it's not taking up too much of your time. So a lot of those simple and easy recipes, learning to become in tune with the foods that make you feel good feeling good in your body and really having body positivity and acceptance. And then the next area that I'm focusing on is inside out health. So this is all about the way we think, right? So it's all about overcoming mindset blocks and negative self-talk, learning how to cope with the stress of performing and auditioning, um, overcoming burnout as well as part of that. And then the third area I focus on is confidence so how to become the best version of yourself within recognizing your artistic gifts and not validation from the outside which is really important how to overcome things like perfectionism and people pleasing and overthinking um how to overcome self-doubt and limiting beliefs that get in the way of you recognizing your own gifts and just learning to embrace your own talent Again, not seeking outside validation. So basically in the membership, you get access to nutrition programs every single month. So this month we have a high performance athletic program. It's all about high protein, high carb, lots of easy, simple recipes and snacks and 28 days full of meal plans. We have courses. So this month we have how to reframe you know, negative thoughts. And we also have a course on, it's a technique called heart coherence, which is all about connections to yourself and how that helps you to become a better artist. We have interviews with artists and industry experts. We have a live masterclass every month with me where I do a deep dive into a specific topic. And then also we can use the opportunity for you to ask, any questions that you may have, um, receive support from me, a bit of coaching from me, so you get that experience, a bit of what it would be like for me to coach you. And then after that, it's just resources. So 
all the resources needed to support you. So we have PDF guides and worksheets to support you in the work that you're learning in the membership. So access to the membership is only £10 a month. And I mean, that's less than it would cost for a class, a vocal lesson. <laughs> and it's really easy because you can unsubscribe at any time as well. So there's no long-term commitment. It's just £10 a month to access everything. You can unsubscribe at any time. And yeah, that's, I think that's it. I hope I kept that short. <laughs> no, but that's so beneficial. I feel like so many performers pay out for endless amounts of classes. And while some are very beneficial, so still you aren't quite tapping into what needs to be improved to enhance your career. Sometimes it's not about taking as many different style classes as you can. Sometimes it's about investing in yourself and improving yourself and the way that you can grow as a person as well as a performer that kind of pushes you forward. I know that I've really focused on like improving my intellectual brain in terms of like reading um, every single day. That's a habit I started last year and because I did it for like over six months, it became like naturally a thing that I did. Um, And now I love to read every day and I've learned so much in that time. I've read acting books, but I've also read a lot of self-development books. And that's really pushed me to be a better performer. And in terms of the way I think about situations, especially dealing with rejection and the negative thoughts and the way that I can pick up different things has really changed since I devoted that time to kind of development in myself as a person rather than in addition to classes, obviously I didn't completely cut out classes, but I think with your membership program, it's gonna really get people looking at themselves in a new kind of light and asking themselves the questions and pushing themselves to develop more intellectually, emotionally, physically, that will help them in terms of just their skills. Yeah, and I think it's, when you said that, it reminded me of, I heard someone say this, I don't remember who it was, someone in the industry and they said something about performers are the only or like yeah performing is the only profession where you cross train within the profession so yes. they're making the point that you know athletes if they want to cross train like if you are say i don't know a hockey player they cross-train doing other things. They don't just play hockey. They're not just like, I'm going to play hockey all the time until I get better at it. <laughs> until I get better at it. They'll do other things yeah. because it helps their skill as a hockey player, right? Or a football player will do like ballet, you know, just, you know, whatever it is. Whereas performers will just do their skills. They'll, they'll just keep doing their skill over and over again, thinking that it'll get them like, obviously, you need to keep up with your training. You need to take other dance classes and, you know, try different vocal lessons, all this stuff. But I feel like there's this mindset of if I do more of it, I'll get better. And then I'll book those roles. And it's like, actually, you can be the best dancer in the world. But if you don't have the energy and the stamina in an audition to do what you can do, 
it's not going to make a difference, right? Like, (laughs) you can be the best actor, but if you don't actually, one, fuel your mind and your body with the right foods so that you can go in there and remember your lines, or you don't have the confidence to deliver the lines that you you know that you can do it, then it doesn't make a difference. So actually just paying a bit more attention to your health is going to make a massive difference to what you can do as an artist and the way you perform, the way you show up in auditions. You know what I mean? Like, And it's also like confidence. If you feel good, if you eat, I'm telling you the difference in if you eat a really nourishing meal before an audition and then you show up, you feel so much better and more confident because you just have energy, that you just feel good in your body. And that makes a difference to how you show up and how you present yourself and the energy that you give off. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that your membership program is really, really going to help people. So where can they come and find you? Obviously, I'll put loads of links in the show notes. So guys, if you don't know where to look, look in the show notes of this episode, because all the corresponding links that you will need will be there. But Crystal, where can people find you and follow your work and get involved? So you can find my membership program on www.crystalnichols.com and the Thriving Artists Club is where you should go within that website if you want any more information on it and you can sign up through my website as well or if you just want to follow me for some tips you can follow me on Instagram because I post tips and recipes on there so that's crystal underscore Nichols amazing and like I say all the links will be in the show notes so if you are worried that you can't find them just head to the show notes um of this episode and we'll make sure all the links are there for you Crystal thank you so much for giving up your time I have loved having you back on the show your insight is always so valuable and always makes me really think about everything (laughs) and it's so great so thank you so much for coming on because people must feel this is so valuable Thank you so much for having me once again, Bethany. That is not a problem. It's an absolute pleasure as always. Before we leave today, obviously I asked you this two years ago, has your answer changed? What advice would you give to any aspiring performers? I wonder if this is different, but the first thing that popped into my head was remember remember that you're a human first and that that will help inform yourself as an artist if you just remember that amazing I don't know if I what I said two years ago I don't know I'm gonna have to go back and have a listen but (laughs) I love that and even if it was what you said two years ago that is an amazing piece of advice to take away thank you thank you Thank you so much for coming on today, Crystal. A huge congratulations. We cannot wait to see your beautiful baby girl. I hope you have the best couple of months. Take some time off and rest and recover. Thank you so much, Bethany. I'll send you some pictures. Yes, please. We would love to see Uh, okay thank you so much for coming on thank you to everyone who's been listening at home this has been performer talks and i've been your host bethany unwin 